listening to the move swiftly podcast welcome to the show glad to have you i, I know you're going to be back for some more to my regular listeners i'm getting right into it as i always do it this today is it's coming off it's kind of coming off the heels of last week's episode which i spoke about the way we as blacks as the black people specifically that have grown up in this country black men more specifically black men that have grown up in this country that the way we've been cut off from our past and the effects that it's had on us and the effects that on the way we conduct ourselves and effects in the way in which we compete and we kill each other we kill whether we killing each other actually physically killing each other or whether we're killing each other mentally a lot of the the pain and the roadblocks and the things that we do as black men are self-inflicted because we don't know our history and we've been cut off from our history and it's not required for us to know our history but and today and i want to actually want to put this disclaimer out there just off jump today's topic i want to talk to you a little bit about customer service and absolutely crappy shitty customer service all right and i'm putting this disclaimer out there right now at no point, at no point when I was coming up, when I was thinking about the stories and the situations that I've been a part of, at no point that I plan for every last one of these situations for it to be a black woman that made it so I will never ever, like, I, that made it so I will never shop at that certain, that, that made it my, let me just, let me just say it like this, that made it so. I will never go back to that particular business. So that caused me as a consumer, as a customer, that caused me a great deal of stress that made my customer experience absolutely dreadful. That Actually, that's the best way of saying it because that, that's what I want to talk to you guys today about, all right? I want you understanding, I want you understanding this, even though I'm going to talk about three different black women in which I had, I went to a customer, I went, I was in their establishment, I was in their business, not there, they don't own the business, but I went and purchased something from the store, it was, one was the two, two were actually restaurants, where I went and made a purchase, and these black women made that customer experience absolutely dreadful for me, all right, I didn't plan for all three of these stories that I'm going to tell you today, I didn't plan for all three of them to be black women. However, it goes back to last week. It makes me think of what I told you last week when it comes to how a person could be that bullheaded, how a person could be that selfish, how a person could, could be that much of a fucking asshole for you to treat customers, treat paying customers 
as horribly as they treated me, as they as they treat as they treated myself. All right. Again, I didn't plan. I'm gonna put the disclaimer out there again. I didn't plan for all of them to be three black women. However, they all are three black women, in which I will talk to you, but talk to you guys today about because what I want you understanding, what I want to be clear by the end of this episode, whether you're black, white, blue, green, boy, girl, straight, gay, whatever it is, whatever your ethnicity or your gender is. The way you treat people that come into your business, whether it's your business that you own or it's a business in which you work, in which the business that gives you a fucking check every two weeks, you got to have some level of fucking integrity, man. A level of integrity, a level of pride when it comes to what you do. I don't give a shit how much they're paying you. I don't give a shit if they're paying you with just or bartering or whatever it is. The way you touch people, the way you interact with people it says everything about your fucking character it's ridiculous i, I it breaks my heart to be 100 percent honest with you breaks my heart the more i think about it the more and more i think about it, the more and more i have to get on this and then speak to the world about how three black women coming from three different worlds i walk into a business and i completely am disgusted with their customer service disgusted with the way they treat people disgusted absolutely disgusted sad part about it sad part about it is these are it's not like these are the only three situations it's just as i'm going about as, as i'm talking to you about it these are the three situations that just kind of came into my mind that have just merged on each other like just a ring on a ladder which is reminding me and reminding me and reminding me but trust me i have a whole lot more and you'll get to a whole lot more that's what this show is all about just keeping it all the way 100 with you, all right? The first place, the first place is there's this Jamaican, before, there's this Jamaican restaurant. There's a Jamaican restaurant that is not too far from the learning center in which I'm a teacher at, all right? So, uh, it, I mean, listen, let me, let me just put it out there right now. The food is awesome. I mean, the food is excellent. Uh, they got a great lunch special. There have been times in which I'd go to this place and I get a lunch special and it lasts me for the entire day. I'd eat around 12, maybe 12, 30, 1 o'clock. And they'd fill me up with some the rice and beans, with some of the chicken. They got the sauce. They got the the, the curry, the curry, uh, the oxtail sauce, the oxtail sauce that they put on it with the cabbage and the plant. I mean, they just hook that up. They hook that shit up. They hook it up. So the way it works is you get your lunch special and you also get a free can of soda. You get a free canned drink at the when you're done or the, to go with your lunch special, right? Now, again, I go there regularly. I, at least I went there regularly, right? And I tell them all the time. Now, I don't. Maybe I may not say it all the time, but I would repeatedly tell them. You know, I don't drink soda. I don't. I like to stay away from soda. It's something that I just have always stayed away from ever since my coaches told me soda does really nothing for me. If you catch me drinking a soda, it's probably because I'm I'm having an alcoholic beverage. I'm mer I'm mixing it with some, but I don't normally like drinking soda. It's not something that I will go out and buy at all. I just don't like drinking soda, right? So I it didn't really affect their situation because there was always the can the canned drinks, but there was always that iced tea there. There was always a brisk iced tea that's in the canned drink. All right. So I get there and I see there's a time I get there and I see 
that there's no brisk iced tea. And, you know, every once in a while, I don't mind cheating. I was like, you know, I'll just have the soda. I don't mind cheating every once in a while, but I don't want to make it a habit of just drinking soda. So there's one lady who, again, I'm Caribbean. My parents, my family's born and raised in Trinidad. And I, there's one lady who I have good rapport with. I always kind of joke with her and say, look, man, y'all making me, I'm always kind of jokingly saying, look, y'all making me break my rules too much. I want to get my iced tea. What's up with the iced tea? You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I'm always kind of joking. In fact, there was a situation because she was so personable because this one lady was actually doing her job and doing the right thing. There was a situation which I paid extra to get a Gatorade with the lunch special. I said, all right, you know what? Look, if y'all don't got the soda, I'll pay an extra $2 or $3 or whatever it was to actually get a Gatorade with it so I don't have to drink the soda, right? And then the, the, the next day, I believe it was, where I went back in there, is why, is why I boycotted the place and why I really, if I just, I don't want to go back. I'm not going back. I'm, I'm making a come. Actually, I'm going to decree and declare that I ain't going back. I'm boycotting them. In fact, what's interesting is the other teacher that I told that I put onto that place, she came back this Friday and she goes, yeah, I'm boycotting them too. I'm done with them too. I'm, I'm just done with the, one of the ladies who has this fucking attitude every single time you ask her a question or just this nonchalant way of serving you food. I mean, in fact, there was one, there was one time where, you know, she was on the phone, didn't even tell the person to get off hold or, or just say, hold on, whatever. I got to serve someone. She's on the phone. Doesn't give me a result. Just, just horrible, horrible service. Right. And the notice, I'm not going to say the name of the restaurant because I've done my research and I read up on the owner and the owner has multiple locations. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to put the name of the restaurant out there because I'm not about that. But what I will say is why I put on these hiring seminars, why I'm, I work so hard to make sure that, you know, employees and employers are matching, why if you as an employer or you as an employee, you find the right match. The reason I work so hard to make sure I'm the go-between for that, I'm the guy for that, is because of countless, countless, countless experiences like this, right? So I get there and I get my lunch special and this isn't the this isn't the personable lady, the lady that can make jokes or would even try to maybe upsell me to say, all right, well, if you don't like soda so much, buy a Gatorade, pay another two dollars and buy a Gatorade. You know, some, you know, it wasn't that lady. It was the one that likes to be on the phone and take orders and bullshit like that, right? So I jokingly I try to make the same joke with her. I started, I tried to use the same joking tone that I used with her, and I said, yo, what's up with the Brits, man? And then she just coldly responds with. Look, we have what we have in the fridge, and that's it. I'm like, man, fuck I, I was disgusted. Disgusted. And that's when I went back, like, you know what? I, I'm done with that place. I'm done with that place. The, the food is incredible. The food is great. But it's not worth that kind of shitty service. And it happened over and over and over again. And even when I said, like, the food is, the, the food is so good that I've said I've been done with that place. And I've gone back. <laughs> That's why I'm going, if, if you notice, I'm kind of stumbling on actually decreeing and declaring that I'm done with that place. But the food is so good that I go back. And, you know, every single time I've gone back, it's been that same lady. And she turns me off every single time. Every single time. All right. Now, that's example number one. That's example number one. All right. And if you see how frustrating it could be because me as a Caribbean man, you want to see them do well. You want to see them open up multiple restaurants. You want to see these things grow. But they can't grow only because of the attitude of one simple employee that just simply turns people off. And again, this, this 
This is in West Palm Beach. I'm gonna take you. I'm gonna take you to Miami for a second. No, no, no. I was in Fort Lauderdale. I was in Fort Lauderdale, and the time could not. It could not have been any later than maybe, maybe, 10 p.m. It, it was not late at all. All right. Now, if you're if you live in Miami, if you live in the South Florida area, you heard of this restaurant named Miami Grill. Miami Grill. They do a lot of stuff with the Miami Heat, I believe, but their their primary thing is they open really, really late. You know, I, I remember actually going there after like three or four in the morning and getting some, like when I was really, really hungry, they're open really, really late, all right? Understood. If you're going to be a business that's open that late, totally understand that the food may take a whole lot longer to cook. They don't just, it's not necessarily your typical fast food place where you go and you go, like, let's say you go to a McDonald's or whatever, you order something and it's ready immediately. No, this is not that kind of a place. This is the kind of a place where they actually take the time to cook the food and make sure it's well cooked. And the, the food, the, for the most part, the quality of the food is great, right? So I go to an, an in Miami Grill in Fort Lauderdale. I believe it was in downtown Fort Lauderdale. And I lied to you, I, I promise you, I'm not exaggerating one bit, all right? I order my food and I'm sitting there. The, the lady comes out, she gives me my drink and I'm sitting there, no lie, no lie, no bullshit now, for a good 15 minutes. I'm sitting there for a good 15 minutes, maybe longer, all right? Not once, not once, not once. Did she come out, open the window and say, look, I'm sorry for the wait. We're just cooking your food. Had she done that, had she done that, there would be no problem. Like I, I, I would have understood completely. Here's what she did. The 15 minutes plus came by. She hands me the, she just puts the food on the, the counter, doesn't even hand it to me and closes the window and walks away. Another black girl, ghetto, bullshit. Ghetto bullshit like that. Walks away. That doesn't do shit. And we want to talk about, we want to talk about why we are where we are as a society. Why we are not seeing black success in abundance. Why is maybe one or two that make it to these executive levels or make it and do some big things and, and all of a sudden we are so supportive of them when they've made it to the top of the threat. In fact, I'm, I'm going to just, I'm just put this quote out there right now that I want you guys to, jot down make sure you remember this all right especially if you're a young minority and this this isn't just like this is just young minorities that are trying to come up and trying to do their thing and they're thinking you know look the people that i'm around the, the people that i was i kind of look like i'm not helping me get to the levels of success that i want to get to the the quote unquote friends that i have are not let are not pushing me forward they're not making it so i'm learning new things i want you to write this down or, or remember it in your mind Friends will not support you until strangers start celebrating you. I'm going to say it again in case you missed it. Friends will not start supporting you until strangers start celebrating you. And I want you to, I want to be clear when I say this. That is your blessing. That is your blessing. That is your opportunity of growth. That is your opportunity to branch away from the regular bullshit, from the just the normal bullshit that you deal with on a regular basis. And you get the opportunity, you get the opportunity to grow. 
you get the opportunity to branch out and go and build your own business, go and build your own empire, go and build your own success because you are stuck in the reality. And the reality, again, like I told you last week and like I'm telling you now again, we as as people of color, you know, not, not the people of color, people who, whose background is not in America, like mine, from Trinidad, have come here from a different country. We are not taught our system of where we came from. It is not something that's a priority to be successful in America. So we are being brainwashed and we are being looked and we are, we are being told to focus on one thing when the thing that we need to know, the things that we need to know, we got to go out and find out ourselves. Okay. So it's our blessing at the fact that a friend won't support you until strangers start celebrating you. That means you're growing and that means you're getting something done. That means you're, you're making actual moves. You're moving, like I say, moving swift plus LY. You're moving swiftly. You're adding your LY. You're lifting yourself. You're going out to conferences. You're meeting new people. You're making sure you're shaking hands. You're making sure you're reading new books. You're making sure you're hopping on podcasts or you're listening to podcasts. You're making sure you're growing and developing and doing something, something so you can make it so your your situation is better than you left it. That's what you're doing, all right? Final thing I want to tell you, all right, because, again, the the situation at the Jamaican restaurant, you may be saying to yourself, oh, okay, that, that those were just jobs that somebody didn't want or just doing for fun or whatever it is. And the, the, the Miami Grill situation, you may be, again, you may may or may not be saying this to yourself, but I, I know that there is a group of people that will say, well, it's Miami Grill. That ain't no real job. It's just something she do. She don't need to be worried about how she acting or whatever. She, you know, all that she did. I, I, as, as crazy as that sounds, as much bullshit as that is, I know that there's someone listening right now that's probably saying that it ain't even that big of a deal. She work at Miami Grill and all, all this other bullshit, right? I, I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to close you out with this one, all right? When I was a member, and for you regular listeners, you've, you've heard me refer to Keys to Life Church, and this I will put this name out there. I don't give a shit about it anymore. I, I, I would regularly go to this church named Keys to Life Church. It's located in Miramar, Florida, right on Miramar Parkway. I'm not sure if they're still even open as of this recording, but I've spoken about this church on numerous occasions. I, me, myself, and the pastor, Pastor Jackson, the one who founded the church and is the pastor of the church, or at least as the time I was going, he was the pastor of the church. He is one of the main reasons that I am even on this platform right now. He's one of the main people that I saw, just like I was talking to, about Coach Bryant last week in terms of the seeing black men that are actually going out and doing some big things. He's the first man that I've ever seen, you know, be the preacher and the, the choir and, you know, the motivational speaker and just go out and just give his word every single Sunday. In fact, me recording this show, a lot of what I do when it comes to the Move Swiftly podcast, I make sure I do my two solo episodes every single Sunday. I give my sermons, I give my speeches every single Sunday. And a large part of why I'm able to do that is because of Pastor Jackson. All right. What, what he represented to me at that particular time. All right. Let me get to let me get to the fire now. Let me get to why I will never step foot. I will never, ever, ever, ever go back into that church. Never. Because I look at, I initially, and I'll, I'll put it out there, 
I initially heard of the church because of his two daughters. All right, and I put this in my book as well. One daughter was a personal trainer, is a personal trainer. I'm not, I'm pretty sure she's still a personal, personal trainer. And the other daughter was a Miami Heat dancer. And now she's actually one of the in arena hosts for the Miami Heat. You know, the same thing if you're a regular listener. It's actually the same thing that Janine Samuels does with the Washington Wizards. You know, right? The, if, if just saying that in itself, there's clear, there's a clear connection between what I do and what his two daughters do. All right, that connection didn't happen overnight. It was when four or five years ago when I used to go there, there was clearly a connection between myself, what I wanted to do, and his two daughters, which is just the way life is, all right? That's what the internet's for. You know, there was a time in which I felt a little bad or I felt like I was kind of manipulating them because I'd seen what they're about online and all that, but I I don't think that there's anything wrong with, a man doing his research or, or looking into something that he may be interested in. Yes, they're, I mean, at least at the time they were, they were fairly attractive girls, but I, I don't see that as being that big of a deal when I actually messaged them and all that other stuff. The only reason it became a big deal was because they didn't have control over the situation. They didn't have control. They didn't, they couldn't control me. They couldn't just say, Oh, well, because I'm not interested in Aswan romantically, that means he's going to stop coming. It was the complete opposite. In fact, I was happy that they're not interested in me romantically because I could move on and I'll be moving on regardless. I was still going to be doing the things that I was doing, right? So here's what happened. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. I go to that church regularly, right? I go to that church regularly, and you may or may not have heard this if you're a regular listener, but I, I will repeat myself on this because it's very relevant when it comes to poor customer service and how your bullshit attitude, your selfish, all about me attitude, essentially costs people who bust their ass, who work hard, how it costs them business and how it hurts their reputation, all because of you, you, you. And if I'm talking to you, I'm, I'm meant to piss you off, all because you are uncomfortable and you're selfishly do this. And I speak about this on previous episodes as well. All right. So here's what happened. I mean, I'm going to get to a specific story, right? Pastor Jackson preaching. He's preaching and and he was, he was helping me get through some rejection. He was helping me kind of develop a relationship with God. He taught me God. He taught me God. He really did. Right now. I understood his daughter was very uncomfortable around me. She's not used to being, I guess she, Whatever the reason was, I don't know what the reason was. I don't really give a shit anymore. The bottom line was I wanted to figure out a way to make it so I can still take in the word and kind of work around his daughter. But his daughter was the basically the administrative assistant of the basically his only employee. Right? It was like it was so it was so fucking ridiculous when I would have conversations with him because he would tell me, "Oh yeah, you got to stay away from." But if you want me to stay away from it, when hire someone else, like hire another employee in which I can talk, but she's your only employee. So I don't know how I'm going to be able to be a member here and not have some sort of a cordial relationship with her or whatever it is. You know, you, you need to hire someone else then if that's the case. Right. So, but anyway, again, I keep getting distracted because I'm going back to that time, but anyway, I, I took the initiative. I took the initiative. I said, you know what? Let me figure out how I can incorporate what Pastor Jackson is saying, but not necessarily have to be here in person, right? So I said, you know, I wonder if I can get his sermons recorded. I wonder if I could take him home, 
listen to it and, you know, maybe not have to go or if there's a way I can consume it online, you know, at the time, <clears throat> you know, I'm running around, I'm driving all over South Florida, I'm doing all sorts of things and being there every Sunday probably wasn't going to be something that, that really wasn't something I wanted to do. And regardless, I really feel like if you really have a relationship with God, you're going to be out there you know, doing God's work, even if it is on a Sunday, you're going to be doing God's work and you're going to be making sure and all that stuff. But that's, that's besides the point, right? So I go to her, her name, his Pastor Jackson's daughter's name was a girl named Brittany, right? I go to Brittany and this is the first thing, first, actually the first time I actually spoke to her was about buying the CDs. You know, she would be the one doing, she would record all the sermons and I asked if there'd be a cost to buy the CDs and she's like, yeah, it's five bucks. So I said, oh, all right, cool. So I spent, I remember I gave her 20 and I was like, just give me the CDs for the entire month, right? Oh my goodness. What the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> what the fuck was I thinking? I said, I said, okay, bet. In my mind, you're clearly uncomfortable around me. You don't want to talk to me, which is totally fine, but I still want to get something out of coming to this church. I give her a 20 and I say, just give me the CDs for the entire month. <laughs> here's what the fuck happened. All right, here's what the fuck happened. And then God, I, I excuse my French. I, I know I need. I really knew. I really need to. Get, I really need to actually get back into to going to church. Excuse my French. I really do. I really do. I apologize. Yeah, I really. I apologize. I, I I genuinely apologize for all the swearing, especially for the, for the last two episodes. I will clean it up, especially if my mother's listening. I will clean it up. All right, but this one requires a little bit of cussing. Okay, buy the CDs and. By the time she was supposed to, supposed to give me the four CDs that I bought, here's what the here's what the f happened. All right, <laughs> one of the CDs were blank, and then one of the CDs was the same as the other one, and then one of the CDs actually no, it was two CDs that were the same, like the same recording, like the same sermon. One of them was blank. And then one of them actually had, like, one of the four CDs actually had Pastor Jackson, the, the new sermon that I wanted to listen to. I'm like, what the? F <laughs> this is ridiculous, okay? Like, I wait a whole month. I wait a whole month to get the CDs. It's not like she gave them to me every single week, which is what I specifically asked her to do. I said, look, just record every single week and then just give them to me every week. That's why I gave you the 20 so you can give them to me every four for every four weeks or every four weeks that I come and shit like that. And she messes up the order so bad that she gives me the same sermon from the one I had previously paid for. And then, and then one of the CDs, the two of the CDs out of the four are blank. And then I get one that actually has a new sermon. I'm like, what the? So I immediately, I immediately messaged her on Facebook. I messaged her on Facebook and I'm a little hostile. It's a fairly strongly lettered, clearly annoyed, clearly frustrated, strongly lettered uh, message that I sent her. I'm like, I knew, I, I said, like, I knew it didn't make sense. Is that the third? So I said, okay, you know what? Here are the sermons I want. I put the specific dates in the message for the sermons I want. This is the ones I want that I want to listen to and want to consume. And here's what happened. This is, it took me to tell you, I had to give you all that backstory for me to tell you this is what happened. Okay, this is what happened that I want you guys to pay as close attention as you possibly can. Get, get, get really into your, wherever you listen, in your car, your headphones, get, get really close to me right now, all right? I get to church. It's 10 a.m., 10 a.m., 
I'm getting to know the people at the church. Everyone, I became like a celebrity at that church at that point. Like everyone knew who I was. I was always there, you know, taking in the word, didn't, wasn't causing any trouble, anything like that. I'm having a conversation. Her name was Sister Cora. Sister Cora was actually Pastor Jackson's sister and which made her Brittany's aunt. I'm having a conversation with Sister Cora. And instead of Brittany coming up to me and saying, good morning, sorry for the mess up, she takes the CDs and throws them at me, throws them at the seat and walks off. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Are you fucking serious right now? You fuck up the order. Okay, God, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, give me, just give me this episode. Just please, forgive me for this episode. You mess up the orders. You mess up the orders. And instead of you walking up, hey, good morning. Sorry for the mix up. Here are your CDs. Instead of you doing something, you throw the CDs on my seat next to me and then walk off. Tell me. Now I'm going to go back to my opening phrase or the, what I just mentioned a, preview, a couple minutes ago. Okay, Miami Grill, you working there, you don't really pay, you're not really caring about your job, that's fine, you want to act like an asshole, okay. The Jamaican restaurant, you know, I'm, they're sure they're not paying you a whole lot, you want to act like you want to act, or you may be fucking the owner, I don't know, whatever, whatever it is that got you that job, fine. But this is a church, a church in which everyone's supposed to be welcome. Your father's the pastor. I'm by myself in front of your family. What is what exactly is as one going to do to you if you simply walk up to him and say, good morning, sorry for the mix-up? Yet you're so, so invested in trying to prove your point or trying to be right about Aswin, you ultimately end up making it so he doesn't want to come anymore. He's just done. Doesn't doesn't want to even be in this church that your father worked so hard to build so hard to to talk to to make sure the church is filled with young black men just like Aswan, just like him but you make it all about yourself and you turn him off to the point that he doesn't even want to be around us any of us he wants nothing to do with our entire family selfish bullshit again again teammates i give it to you as raw as i can give it to you i can't make this shit up at this stage in my podcasting life I can't make anything up. I can't make it up. All right. I'm too deep into the speaker world. It's way, it's like Eminem said, it's way too much on my plate for me to be fake. I'm giving it to you as raw as I can give it to you. If you're trying to get better, you got to get out of your comfort zone. If you're trying to get better, if you're trying to move forward, if you're trying to really push the envelope and get across that bridge, find your place in this world and make it so you are really doing your thing thing like doing your thing you can't have these kinds of fuck-ups all right wherever you're working whatever it is you're doing you gotta knuckle the you gotta you know it's like coach gush used to tell me all the time in college you gotta drop your fucking nuts you gotta drop your nuts and say what matters to me the most is my family is is my family my my career and the things that i I really am passionate about i can't let uh people come in and and have these bad reviews and say these nasty things because Life ain't just about me and my personal shit and how I personally feel about certain people. So take that into consideration as you're going out and doing your work. Please, please, from the bottom of my heart, don't make the mistake that these three ladies made that I just mentioned. And again, there are more to it. But don't make those mistakes. Don't make those mistakes. No matter how uncomfortable a person may make you, no matter if you have it or not, be as just be respectful. Simply be respectful. It's my job. Do your job with some professionalism. Do your job with some class. Carry yourself with some class. 
and you'll be so surprised at the amount of opportunities and the amount of doors that open for you. If you carry yourself in the opposite way, these kinds of things just come back. They come back and you can't live it down. Sad to say, but Brittany and Pastor Jackson are never going to live the situation down. They're never going to live the situation down with me because it just, as you can hear, it just amplified my voice a lot more and it made it so, I mean, and I'll tell you straight up, white people, the, 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 the quote unquote racist and prejudiced people of the world, the real racists of the world, they love this shit. They eat this shit up because they say it. They say it to themselves. You know, these, these blacks want our jobs, yet they can't even treat their own people the right way. They can't even be professional with their own people, but they want our jobs? The fuck out of here. That's the way they think. Whether you like it or not, that's what gets said. It may not get said verbally, but mentally, you better believe when they're in there, they're, when you get that racist mind, those racist group of people talking and chatting where there's no cameras or anything, you better, you better fucking believe that's what they say. I, I'm just putting it to you. I'm putting it to you as raw as I can put it to you. That's what gets said. So are you going to be a victim or are you going to be a leader? That just boils down to that. And it's, it's, a, it's a decision that you have to make every single day of your life. It's not just when it's convenient. It's not just when a white guy kills a black guy. It's when a black person does something wrong to a black person. We have to have the same accountability as we have for when a white person kills a white person and makes national news. No way. No way we're ever going to see that equal treatment if we don't get to that place, to that place, to where we're holding ourselves, holding ourselves accountable. Never. We got to get back to that place. We got to get to that place if we want to see a change. Fellow teammates, continue to move swiftly. We will talk more soon. Music. Reality. Sometimes it's hard to tell the difference. But we as entertainers have a responsibility to these kids. It's like if I were to die murdered in cold blood tomorrow Would you feel sorry, show love, or would it matter? Could never be the lead off, bad everything Shit for me to feed off, I'm seesaw battling But there's way too much at stake for me to be fake There's too much on my plate I done came way too far in this game To turn and walk away and not say what I got to say What the fuck you take me for, a joke? You smoking crack? Before I do that, I beg Mariah to take me back I get up before I get down Run myself in the ground before I put some wax shit out. I'm trying to smack this one out the park 5,000 mark Y'all steady trying to drown this shark Ain't gonna do nothing but piss me off Lid to the can of whip ass just twist me off See me leap out, pull a piece out Fuck shooting, I'm just trying to knock his teeth out Fuck with me now, bitch, to see you freestyle Talk is cheap, motherfucker If you really feeling frog and sleep Yo Slim, you gon' let him get away with that? He try to play you, you can't let him skate with that Man, I hate this crap, this ain't rap This is crazy the way we act when we can Hip hop with real life when the music is no, getting stops. rid of it, babe. If so, you wanna try it. The only
only way I'm leaving this bitch is suicide I have died clinically I ride back at my enemy's crib with Hennessy Got drunk then I finished it I'm every nigga's favorite arch enemy Physically fitted to be the most dangerous nigga with beef I spark willingly With a diligent in the dark diligently I'm not what you think I appear to be fucked up Mentally endangered I can't stay away from a razor I just want my face in a paper I wish a nigga had a grenade to squeeze tight to await neighbors for acres I murdered you I gauge your how me turn into a madman Son of Sam, bitch, I'm surgical I'm allergic to dying You think not? You got balls? We can see how large When the music I was happy having a deal at first Thought money would make me happy But it only made my pain worse It hurts when you see your friends Turn your back on you, dog, And you ain't got nothing left But your word and your balls Or your stress from the cause Or your new friends Begging with their hands out Checking for your record When it's selling When it ain't That's the end No last, no friends, no girl Just the gin you drink Till your car spin you think When I pull up looking for you with a pistol, sipping a can of Pennzoil I'm revved up, who said what when lead bust Your head just explode with red stuff, I'm handcuffed Tossed in a paddy wagon, bragging about how you shouted like a coward Bullets devoured you, showered you niggas, if I was you niggas I'd run while given a chance, understand I can enhance the spirit of man Death itself, it can't hurt me Just the thought of dying alone that really irks me You ain't worthy to speak thoughts of cheap talk Be smart and stop trying to walk how G's walk before we spark Hug the floor while we playing tug of war with your life Fuck the tour in the mic, I'd rather fuck a whore with a knife Deliver that shit that coroners like You hype, popping shit in broad daylight Nigga, you are gonna realize it stops Instigators turn pits in cages Let loose and bit the neighbors, wrist the razors Y'all don't want war, y'all want talk In the dark, my dogs all bark like hoof Wolf, nigga, I'm a wolf Get your whole roof, caved in like reindeer hoofs Stomp the booth, shake the floor, tiles loose The more y'all breach, the more rhyme moves It's Hill Street, this is hardcore blues Put a gun to rap, checking all our dudes Or make the news, bet your all y'all move When the Uzi pop, you better drop when the music stop Music has changed my life in so many ways Brains confused and fucked since the fifth grade LL told me to rock the bells N.W.A. said fuck the police Now I'm in jail 93 was strictly R&B Fucked up haircut, listen to Joe to see Michael Jackson, who gon' tell me I ain't Mike? Ass cheeks painted white, fucking Priscilla tonight Flying down sunset, smoking crack Transvestite in the front, Eddie Murphy in the back M.O.P. had me grimy and gritty Marilyn Manson, I dyed my hair blue and grew some titties Ludacris told me to throw them bowls Now I'm in the hospital with a broken nose and a fractured elbow Voices in my head, I'm going in shock I'm reaching for the clock, but the music stopped